Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Christmas, what did you call it? Bonanza? Is that what I call it? The Christmas Bonanza with Lucy and Annabelle. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride. You did it so nice. (laughs) (laughs) You were like low riding. You were like... I know. Making it all dirty. It's because my voice is scratchy. My voice is scratchy, so I'm just like, nah. Just in this like cold, drafty old house now, so I'm just fucking cold all the time. <laughs> huge mansion. It's the fall of the house of Usher over there. No, it's not a huge mansion, but it's just like <laughs> my mom walks into my room and she's like, "Oh, it feels warm in here," and I'm like, "Huh? What? No, it does not feel fucking cold." They're just used to it. I know. It's, it's the same here. It's I've awful. got like eight, eighteen layers. I on. just love that room you're in so much. I know pretty great Wait, so this is this is gonna come out the day after christmas or like the night of it's gonna come out christmas night happy holidays merry christmas <laughs> so cute um, give everybody so something to do on boxing day listen to our new episode exactly it's the when you're all sick day. of your families i know and you need an hour of peace don't know why you would listen to us if you wanted an hour of peace but go off uh, <laughs> um so we say it's a christmas bonanza we're just gonna it's not really we're just gonna talk about some christmasy things <laughs> excuse me last week we promised them many many christmas surprises and we are going to deliver <laughs> right we're not gonna do um listener feedback this week because we're recording the episode early that's right we're busy girls we're gonna go straight and i'm busy just munching food <laughs> i'm super busy gonna go straight in with our news with our news uh, okay oh wow geez yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> i didn't even warm up oh, <laughs> okay ready it's not world news. It's not important news. It's, it's Lucy and Annabelle, Annabelle news. news. Holiday edition. Do, do, do. <laughs> what do you got for us, Annabelle Christmas Tree Jones? Um, okay, my news is, is actually kind of a little bit Lucy Walshish today. Um, I'm just trying Walsh-ish. to stay somewhere in the realm of Walshish, stay somewhere in the realm of like Christmas things. So okay. my news today is about a Lego loving Cambridge couple show off 21 foot long replica of old London Bridge in their living room. A couple of Lego aficionados have now completed a 21 foot long old of old London Bridge working on it for four weeks sometimes putting in 14 hours a day the stunning creation their 27th project sits proudly in the sitting room of mike Addis, 63 and Catherine waitman 58 from huntington cambridgeshire the replica of the bridge which crossed over the thames from 
1209 to 1831 was made using 400,000 Lego bricks and stands at three foot high. How much did that cost them? <laughs> like 20 grand? The recreation of the bridge also includes 78 houses, 500 minifigures, a castle and a chapel. The features also include guards patrolling the pay toll of the bridge and bakers and residents. Oh my god. Um, they only could do three quarters of the bridge because the full size wouldn't fit in their house. Oh, look at this. There's a turkey roasting on a fire. Made out of Legos? The, yeah, yeah. The model was inspired by frost fairs, which were held when the Thames froze over from the 16th century. Miss Addis, an economics teacher, said, It's probably our most impractical model because it goes right through the centre of the room, splits the room in two. There's a foot gap at one end and the other to get around when you need to get to the other <laughs> side of the living room. We had a party recently with people on one side of the bridge and some on the other. Most people are in awe because it's so big. That's what she said. Miss Addis is now planning to fit himself, Miss Waitman and 12 family members, including young children, around the carefully constructed model for Christmas. He added, we have these settees on one side, but the heaters are on the other. So we have a separate Lego for the children to play with. Wow, these people are really, really into Lego. How bad would you feel if you were a guest at their party and you got drunk and you fell on the bridge and broke it? <laughs> I want to know how much it costs. I want to know how long it took them. Yeah, we need I answers. That. I want to know how long they're going to keep it up. Let's get them on like, the podcast. I know when they take it down, do they feel like emotional? Get them on the podcast. Oh my God. Um, I want to hear about what these frost fairs were, which you mentioned. Frost fairs on the River Thames happened when the water froze over and stayed iced over for up to two months. In a tradition thought to have begun in the 1600s, Londoners sometimes use this as a festive opportunity to enjoy the often harsh winters with shops selling fruits and roasted meats, pubs, ice skating rinks and even football pitches. So thick was the ice that by January some of the shopkeepers could make fires in their tents to warm up. Between wow. 1607 and 1841, no, 1814, there were seven major fairs and it's thought there would have been many in between. The climate had started to warm too much to keep the fairs going by the end of the 1800s, but the frozen river had seen a number of festivities come and go. Some records say that one year they had even been parading an elephant. So there you go, mates. Wow. We even had a bit of global warming in the old 1800s, from 1600 to 1800. Global warming was was happening even then. Can you imagine? frost fair a frost fair that is such a nice combination of words i know i love those words have you ever been on a frozen lake or stream river whatever i've walked on we have a pond here and it got icy and i i would walk on that sometimes as a child because i knew it wasn't deep so i wasn't like gonna drown but i would love to like skate on a frozen lake that would be thrilling i think i'd be scared haven't you people ever seen little women no, I actually haven't. It's too sad for me. Well, she falls through the ice, okay? So... And does she die? No. <laughs> she doesn't. No, but does it she? still sucks. No, she doesn't die. Oh, okay. Okay, Lucy, what news have you got? Okay, well, my news, everyone, 
I could not help myself this week. This news headline says, A haunting surprise. Ghost hunter Yvette Fielding is left open-mouthed as her rarely seen <laughs> musician's son returns home from L.A. to surprise her. <gasps> Our very own Will and me made it into the sun. Can you believe it? And then you made it into Lucy and Annabelle news, which is like even more thrilling. I know. So it goes on to say, Yvette Fielding was left stunned as her musician's son, Will, returned home from Los Angeles. The most haunted presenter was so surprised by his return that she stood open-mouthed in her kitchen. And there's a picture of her and his grandma standing there agape. Agape? Is that a word? I'm glad that we can share the video now. Yeah, we can share the video, which I took. It's my expert camera work. Thank you very much. Uh, taking to Instagram to capture the moment, <laughs> the 28-year-old filmed himself stealthily opening the door to his mom's Tudor home in Cheshire. Trying to be as quiet as possible, he walked into her kitchen where she and his grandmother were sitting. Uh, as the shock wore off, Will rushed in for a sweet cuddle, not having seen them in a year. And he said on his Instagram that he had done this to surprise his mom for Christmas. And after sharing the clip, he was inundated with messages from fans revealing that they were in tears over this reunion. One said, oh, it brought a tear to my eye. One said, hope you packed a jumper, Will. <laughs> One said, oh, this is the sweetest video I've ever seen, blah, blah, blah. And then with no segue... It just starts talking about me and says, Will met Lucy Walsh, daughter of Eagles, lead guitarist Joe Walsh, blah, 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 through Yvette's husband, Carl, director and producer of Most Haunted, which is true. Uh, speaking of, and it goes on to talk about Will and I's relationship, yada, yada, yada. And uh, it says, Lucy is a singer and an actress, having starred opposite Julia Roberts in the film Mother's Day. So that is our news article for this week from The wow. Sun, UK. <laughs> I can't believe that you are the news this week. You and I know. I love it. I can't. I couldn't resist. So I've got questions. Okay. Did, did The Sun just pick this up or did somebody's publicist deliver it to them? Like, how does this happen? How do we get... A news how do we get the video from the kitchen and then tell us how it makes its way to the sun and then how they know all of those information do they call the house phone do they send an email you know like how do they get all that information do they find it on instagram well i'm not really sure that anybody's publicist would go to the sun to try to get in the sun because it's a tabloid I so know, weird. yeah that would be a strange move uh yeah they just picked up on it out of nowhere uh, they didn't call the house or anything. They, so how do they do get those questions? So they just like create a story because it very much sounds like from what you just read that they like talked to you. And I think this is fascinating because it's what we talk about all the time, which is the media and how they can make a narrative and all of those things. So yeah. if I read that, I would be like, oh, they talked to them. Right. Yeah, it does sound like it's front row so doesn't much. it like they're insiders yeah 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 so how do you is that just have they gleaned stuff from instagram yeah they took everything from instagram and then wow. 
they took a, the bit about our relationship they took from a previous interview that Yvette had done with the Sunday Post. And then I just guess they would have just researched me and found out my acting credits and put mm. one of them in there. Mm-hmm. But they really do piece it together to make it sound like they were right there and that they spoke to you. Will and his family have had a lot of trouble with the son in the past, as many celebrities have. Because really? they've, yeah, they've really, like, caused a lot of problems. Um, so <laughs> this was interesting. They were like, oh, okay. Um, and they didn't even, I saw it because. A nice article, yeah. I get alerts if my name is mentioned in the news. So I got this. And I was like, whoa, what? So I went and told them and they didn't, they had no idea. But So how do you get alerts when you're in the news? So in Google, you can, you can arrange to be alerted for anything you want you could type in Mm. brad pitt news you want to be alerted every time there's a brad pitt news article (laughs) or you want to be alerted every time there's an article on bulldogs or whatever any keyword you want you can just uh go into your settings so i've just had myself for a while just so that i know if anything is going on (laughs) that i need to know about and uh wow interesting yeah god that is so fascinating that is so fascinating that they picked that up and that I know. the way they craft the article and all of that stuff i think it's really interesting for people to hear that because i think a lot of people would think like oh yeah they talked to them they must have called them after they saw the video to get the information but it's like no they did no. not they just no. pieced stuff together to make it sound like you know one thing and then Imagine all of the articles. Now I'm thinking about all the articles I've ever read that sound like yes. that. Yeah. And thinking like, damn, like those people have probably never said that or no. said it fucking 15 years ago. Exactly. <laughs> Crazy. I know. It's Crazy. really That's trippy so... to watch. Well, it's nice that they po- publish something. It's nice it that they publish nice. something like really cute and sweet instead yeah, of yeah, like, it was uplifting rotten. and yeah, it it yeah. was very nice. So, um, thank you for that, son. Uh, but you and I have always had that experience. I feel growing up in in very famous families where we have seen what it's really like on the inside, and then we've seen the outer. Mm the outer persona and and what the media does with it and it's always been very confusing for me to know what to do with it all like I feel like I have this inside insider's view into what it's really like but I can't talk about it because you're like protecting your family and and I've always had to, I just always really keep my mouth shut about personal stuff about people because I've had to protect mm-hmm. my family for so long. <laughs> Do, have you felt mm-hmm. that in, yeah. in your family? Have you felt protective of your dad and protective of, of like what really goes on as compared to what they make it seem like in the media? I mean, yeah, I definitely do to an extent. Um, but I also am big on like I don't know like I just want to be I just want to keep it as real as possible I don't want to like air out anyone's dirty laundry Mm -hmm. but I also don't want to like play pretend so I'm always kind of walking that line between 
between those two things I think when my dad died I really wanted to protect him and I kind of rushed to that instinct early on and then as time went by I felt like I was being like quite inauthentic about about things sometimes and um for what reason yeah I have the same struggle people know a couple of a couple of things about my dad that aren't um necessarily like sunshine and roses and I think now I very much have the feeling that you know I would want to be I would want the people in my life to remember me honestly and share memories of me honestly because I would want authenticity do you know what I mean even in life in Mm -hmm. death you know the good and the bad the dark and the light that's the whole story that's the whole picture that's the whole person and there is something that feels like slightly dishonorable to to lie I mean obviously I'm not going to give every to sugarcoat it would I do that no yeah exactly to sugarcoat it maybe is more the thing is like I'm not going to give every sort of detail maybe I just would rather refrain from saying anything about certain things but if if someone's going to ask me a real question about something I'll probably answer it and then you know you and I have talked about this a lot in the past it's like I can't how do you have a real conversation if you're constantly withholding things and my experience in my life has been affected by my dad therefore I am not having my experience if I'm constantly trying to protect my dad and make him look like some kind of angel. How do I then have an authentic experience myself? Yeah. And I am not willing to sacrifice myself for my dad. I'm sorry, I'm just not. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to string him out, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to sacrifice myself and my experience and my wholeness and my truth to protect him. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really... It's kind of how I feel. It's tricky, though. It's very tricky, and it's a really unique position that you and I are both in, and I feel the, the exact same way. I'm learning to do that. I'm, I am at the <laughs> kind of beginning of that road with putting myself first and not being willing to Good. Yeah. sacrifice myself to protect those around me. But it's been... It, that comes just from a lifetime of being in the habit of doing that. And now as an yeah, adult. Totally. Yeah, exactly. You don't wanna you don't wanna like pick anybody apart, but at the same time, your truth is valid and deserves to be voiced. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. sometimes you can't protect people yeah. from how it really is. <laughs> no. Exactly. And nor should you have to or a lot of times know, I have to hold back to. from what I really think and that is hard but I guess that's why you have a therapist maybe and good friends to talk about it with but yeah, like yeah the other day yeah. um my dad posted something for vets aid which he does every year it's a, mm-hmm. a concert that benefits war vets and their families and was that the video where she was standing in front of him uh, that was one of them, but then there's another one where he's sitting okay. in between his wife and her son, uh, who is older than me, and mm-hmm. he's sitting there and he says, you know, hi everybody, uh, this is this is my son, and this is my wife, 
and blah 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 goes on to talk Mm -hmm. and every time I see him do that it's really difficult for me because he has two sons and a daughter yeah but he doesn't talk about us we are invisible and this other boy is his son in the public eye and I've been in several situations where I've been in a room with them and I'll say hi I'm Joe's daughter or whatever in in like a public setting and the person will go oh my god I thought Joe only had the son which is this guy and I will have to gently say, uh, no, Joe has three children, two boys, and me. Yeah. And my initial reaction is to make a comment or or try to defend my brother somehow. Mm -hmm. And then I saw in the comments some fans were, some fans said, wow, Joe looks exactly like his son Alden, who's my brother my real brother and mm. I liked that comment and I said he really does doesn't he I said he looks exactly like both of his sons Alden and Emerson and that's all I said but it took everything in my mm. power not to say something like I'm happy to see somebody talking about his real children mm-hmm. and I'm faced with those yeah. situations all the time and I have to choose between speaking up about the truth of the situation yeah. or it kind of being the bigger person being more gracious having more class than that and just keeping my mouth shut when I don't want to mm. but and and then that becomes confusing and that's what you're describing as well like yeah. where do you draw the line of speaking up for what you know is right and where you see this situation that's not right are, but you just you can't go there because you're opening such a big I mean and I don't I'm not catty like that I don't want to make bitchy comments yeah. on a public forum that's not how I need to handle no. the truth in my family but at the same time you're tempted with it all the time because you just think how long am I going to sacrifice my truth to placate to this oh, insane situation that just it sounds so painful that just sounds like really painful it really is my heart um, breaks for my brothers i feel like a mama bear I mean, but, but then it's like all, all of you it's it's so awful and listen i think you and i have privately had conversations about things with your dad and and why he does the things that he does and I think I honestly think it's too painful for him to allow himself to love you guys fully I really do because of of his experiences in the past and and losing his first child I I really believe that and having had not to compare my experience with your dad's experience they're two very different experiences but losing a child and losing a partner are very big big ones and that feeling of like I can never feel this pain again is very very real and I just have to not think about it 
or I wouldn't be able to spend time with Alec, I wouldn't be able to imagine a future, I wouldn't be able to imagine anything. And I think somebody with the, with the issues that your dad's had with his addiction and stuff, he clearly is somebody that struggles to manage his pain. Therefore, I think there are just some things that are come that are just easier to just like switch off. And my dad did the same thing with us. He would go, he wanted to be with us so badly, but he didn't know how. So he would go and like, he had this house in Pennsylvania, right? And he would decorate it for Christmas and Halloween every year. Like, like there were kids coming home, which is really, sorry, <laughs> this conversation is really emotional. Mostly, I'm getting emotional for you, to be honest. Mostly, I just I hate what's happened and I just feel I so much for you and but the thought I I don't think about it much because I just it's like so crazy but also painful to me to think about my dad like decorating the house as if like there were kids there yeah um and he could have just come home anytime like my mum invited him for Christmas every year but he just wouldn't let himself and I think that I think that that is what is wrong with you. I think that's what has happened to your dad. I think it's so painful for him that he's just like I I can't. It's just uh such a big subject and yeah, it really is. I just I'm just it sorry is. that's your experience and I agree that walking the line between between protecting them but protecting yourself and then that feeling of like you didn't fucking protect me so why the fuck should I protect you that's right and then going I don't want to be that person because I'm better than that yeah that's why it's so confusing every day and it's it's a part of this life that you and I both have and this this journey that we we're on as the children of these men that I think most people don't obviously know about how could they or speak about or even understand is that constant sort of sacrifice that as the child of this person you have to make every day. I gave my dad away to all of the fans a long time ago and his persona and his job and to make it easier for him to just do that instead of Mm -hmm. being the one begging for him who to needed home, him begging for at him home. to be a dad you know it's like and that's something that I think I'm sure is very real for a lot of us who have dads or mums in in this position and also you know maybe it's a little different for us with the addict stuff that's a whole other layer of like fucking mentalness that's adds into the pot to make it even more layered and twisty but yeah yeah it's just it's just a part of this role that is really like undesirable (laughs) yeah it's very very challenging and there's a lot of heartbreak in it yeah like Uh, every day (laughs) yeah every day and and it's figuring out how to be the best version of yourself through that be the be the do what is really in your heart which like you're saying 
you haven't protected me. Why should I protect you? But protecting you yeah. is who I am. So I'm not going to yeah. stop that, even yeah. though you might not get it back. Uh, yeah, your thoughts are really great on it. And as with everything we talk about, it's not so literal, but everybody can relate in some way to a parent who is not uh, their, their emotional capacity is not where mm. not at the level to, of what you might have needed as as a vulnerable child and yeah. having or, to make or even as an adult child as, well as an adult you know, child now yeah. yeah and having to grow into making your own choice about how you're going to handle it now moving forward also, I think addiction in the family with a parent is pretty common as well in some form. Mm. Yeah, very, very, very common. <sighs> yeah, it's a big one. So I didn't mean to even share all that, but the the no, the no, family article in the tabloid kind of brought us there naturally. Yeah, yeah. And, definitely. And it's, definitely. that was a difficult one for me to handle the other day when I saw that in, in the public eye. Uh, but, you know, that's... That's just a chip off the old iceberg. There have been thousands of situations yeah. like that for me where I am faced with a choice to mm. <laughs> be the bigger person, if you will, or to speak my mind. And uh, it's, yeah. a, it's a delicate dance. So today is the Christmas Bonanza. <laughs> Oh my god! I know, but like holidays does make family stuff like so intense, you know. And you and I are both are experiencing that in other ways right now. And yeah, we part are. Part of the holidays is like, it, since I was a little girl, I would think of my dad and wonder where he was and why wasn't he with us. And yeah. did you, know, you ever spend holiday a Christmas with your dad? I mean. I've got one picture with me and my dad at Christmas. I think when I was really young we did, but never as an adult did I spend, or even as, like, a young child. Um, I think I've got a picture of me with him at Christmas when I was, like, maybe three or something, but mm-hmm. um, Christmas and birthdays, yeah, he was never around. And, you know, I think when you do have a missing parent, whether they're dead or just absent... Um, or even if they're there, but they're not really there, mm-hmm. um, whether that's because they are cold or have their own issues or are addicts or whatever, checked out or have depression or whatever it is, you know, that's a loss in itself. And I think the holidays can really, really like highlight all of that because obviously it's this very focused thing where like who's sitting at the table, who's around the tree, who am I hearing from? And any time where that is going to be happening, it's going to highlight, like, who isn't there, what voices aren't being heard, what phone call didn't come through. And, yeah, you know, that's, yeah. it's a lot for people. Christmas is magical and it's lovely and we love it. Um, and the holidays, for those that don't, don't necessarily um, do Christmas, but it is very spicy and layered (laughs) you're just taking inventory of everything aren't you yeah and yeah exactly yeah and we all go through it in some way I just heard from my sister in LA who was just sharing her 
joys and sadnesses about how it is this year. She was saying how I'm in England. Our brother has COVID right now. So he's not yeah. going to be able to show up. And my stepdad and mom are divorced. So they're not, they don't get together. And my sister's sitting in the middle of all those broken yeah. pieces around her, just feeling like, what? what's the point? And I think a lot of people feel yeah. like that. You, you, you try to make the best of it, but it's, oh, it makes me emotional <laughs> for people because everybody's trying to get through it with as much joy as possible. But how do you do that when there's so many fragmented pieces around you? Yeah. And that was one of our questions. We've got some really, believe it or not, there is a lot of fun and joy in this episode coming to you. <laughs> but one of the questions that people wanted to, I had one of our listeners was, can you talk about grief at the holidays? Yeah. And this is all part of grief. Like we've said before, yeah. a traumatic thing does not have to be life-changing events. My sister's sitting there with these fragmented pieces and, and and feeling tearful about that is traumatic. A lot of trauma right now, to be honest with you. There with really everything is. everything that's going on in the world. And for the first time now, during the whole pandemic, I am feeling just like... I've got, like, pandemic fatigue, finally. I've been so distracted with so many other things mm-hmm. for so long. That's the first time I've just been like, I can't fucking take this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like... This is so painful for everyone. Everyone is so scared. Everyone is so traumatized. And I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And even that alone, for everyone, take out the fact that people have lost people. Take out all of the, like you said, everyday traumas and everyday difficulties that we all have. That alone is so big. And we're just, humans are so good at adapting and just getting on with things. I know. But, you know, it's like, we are in the midst of something like so big and heavy and painful like don't underestimate that when you're don't underestimate feeling aggravated it. by other things and feeling pain about other things I was saying to you before we started recording like I've got multiple anxieties right now and everything is feeling so um in your face heightened yeah. and in my face and it is the first time that I've come to this place with the pandemic where I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. Because everyone around me is getting ill. And it's Christmas time and old people and young people and babies. And I'm just like, <sighs> you know, mm-hmm. and it makes everything else feel totally unmanageable yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it does. Even the most tiniest inconvenience, like stubbing your toe. Can yeah. Yeah. <gasps> Well, that that happened to Will. That happened to Will a few days ago. He just had an absolute meltdown in the kitchen, and it was about the smallest thing. But he just yelled for a half hour about how he can't take this anymore. And I understood. I understood. Yeah, we just we've we can't handle it indefinitely. We just can't. (laughs) I don't know what the answer is. I'm gonna go fucking crazy. I know. I know. It's 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 uh it's it's a lot and but this is another thing that feels very griefy around the holidays especially right now is because it's like it's not just grieving the loss of like actual people it's like grieving our way of life yeah. grieving our traditions grieving the fabric of our society which is now tattered and shredded yeah grieving and we're all just trying to 
piece it back together and then we get knocked down again and then you know it's like I do believe that we will of course and we're gonna survive it and we'll be fine we're gonna put the piece back together and we'll we'll get through it as a as a planet like we do but don't underestimate the le- the underlying hum of it which accelerates every other fucking inconvenience or anything that comes your way yeah. I think is is something that I'm trying to make myself understand yeah. in the last 24 hours of just like are you annoyed about this or are you yeah. just completely at your wits end with yeah have, having a lot of patience for ourselves and a lot of mercy and letting ourselves off the hook now more than ever you just have to be kind to yourself and know that you are stretched to your limit. I, I think regular, like as far as like a death grief goes around the holidays, I think the same rules apply is like, it is being really, really gentle with yourself. And you know, one of the things that we had discussed that I did at Thanksgiving holiday in America, Thanksgiving is, you know, for me always gonna be the day that Ryan and Max died. Yeah even though the day and the, the day will change every year, I can't associate it with anything else. Like one of my, I don't have a lot of kind of things from from that day. You know how something like smells and certain colors or things will remind people of a traumatizing yeah. day? I don't really have a lot of things like that in my life, but like stovetop stuffing for me now is just... A no-go. Death day. Yeah, it's like the day that it's like I'll always associate it with that because you had gone you you and Max and Ryan were gonna throw a Thanksgiving party at your house that day and you had gone grocery shopping with Max the day before he died so would you say that there are things that you purchased that day that you now can't eat (laughs) well for a long time for a long time there was like that night I made them spaghetti with pesto and veggies and we had wine and we sat around the dinner table and we talked yeah and i couldn't stomach pesto for a long time sure totally understandable um yeah the stovetop stuffing was something i ate that's why i'm interested was that something you bought with max it was yeah so max and i went and did the grocery shopping that night the night that they died basically we had gone that evening and done the grocery shopping and we didn't take his car when we took his car and when we were at the grocery store we realized there was something wrong with it Mm. and it was smoking and that's why that night they went out in ryan's car Mm. and um so anyway we went and got all of that stuff and there was stuff that I couldn't throw away. Like there was stuff that was in the fridge for a really, really long time that like I just couldn't throw away. And then there was stuff that I couldn't stomach. And the next day my sister Sarah came and, you know, to take care of me and be there. And she made the Thanksgiving dinner that we had bought because all of my friends came over so we could all be together mm-hmm. still. And cause we weren't going to be with our families cause of COVID, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and the only thing I remember is like pushing the stove top stuffing around my pl- plate mm. and just being like, like I just can't. Um, and then there was another box of it in the cupboard for like months and months and months. Yeah. And then when I saw it on the shelves again this year, I was just like, no, no, like no, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like the the physical loss, like the death of a loved one, can bring up all that kind of thing. 
And it's like, just don't get it. Don't buy it anymore. Don't have sure. it in your house. Ask people not to bring it over. There's coping mechanisms for stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Like, there's other types of stuffing I can eat, and that's fine. Right. <laughs> yeah, you don't like, have to be tortured by... To, no, by stuffing. Right. <laughs> the rest of my life. But, you know, that holiday is very much always going to be that for me. Yeah. And what I did to cope that day was carve out a time in the morning with the family where we all went to the beach, we did a shot of mezcal, we, we, we laid some of Ryan's ashes on the beach and we took the time to grieve that, sm- that morning and we very much structured it into our day so that we could have that time and move on. And I very, after doing that, I'm so glad I did it and I massively, massively recommend anyone- It's a great, great idea. Has got a loss this year to really plan it into the day and almost have like an organized grieving session it's not to say that you're not going to have pain throughout the day it's sure. not to say that you're you know that it's going to be magically gone for the rest of the day but if you know in the morning you have your little session where you like have a cry get it all out share memories cheers to them do whatever you want to do have a little like vigil almost it really does clear the decks for the rest of the day yeah so grief around the holidays that would be my like massive top tip for that that's a really great idea and yeah wow um you know what reminds me of max because when i was at your house after they died you gave me you and i were eating some dates and Mm -hmm. you said oh these are max's max bought these at the store yeah and that it's just it's the strangest little things that get burned into our psyches isn't it and so that so every time I eat dates now I I will forevermore think of Max (laughs) because it was a strange feeling to be eaten eating the food that he had purchased right before he went yeah it is very significant yeah our brain will latch on to the littlest thing and just Mm obsess over it for years yeah max was max was trying to teach me to like wine and red wine and remember how excited he got now remember how excited he got to about the wines he wanted us to try and what was Mm -hmm. that orange one he had me try oh yeah he bought the orange that orange wine from the organic wine place in silver lake yeah wine was a huge passion for him like yeah. a massive passion and I remember the first time I like drank red wine was at his house in Chicago and I was trying so much to like it but I just like wasn't a wine person and he loved really like stinky red wines like barnyardy wines and now I'm obsessed with them yeah. like I and it's one of the ways in which I will always, I'll always think of Max when I'm drinking red wine. Yeah. The stinkier, the better. I love it. I can't get enough of it. Like, and it is how, it's a way that I continue to like honor him. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting, those things. So maybe having a favorite food of the person. Yeah. You know, I found that to be really positive and I find the wine to be really positive because it is a way it's like I'm cheersing to him every time and maybe having some of their favorite foods around might be like a really nice connection yeah it's a connection with them and you know what I have to say I've had a fascinating week here um I went to a most haunted event a live event Mm -hmm. with Yvette and Carl 
and I got to witness some incredible paranormal activity. But something wow. that Yvette and I, she's reminding me over and over and over again because I've been grieving just certain people, you know, at the holidays as you do. I'm still yeah. grieving my cat. I'm grieving my grandfather, mm. grieving mm. Max and Ryan, a lot of things. And she really reminded me this week, they cannot stand it when you're sad. They mm. want to see you celebrating and laughing about them and doing the things that they loved and living for them. So what you're saying about mm. the food is really important. They want you to enjoy all that food. They are right there with you, delighting in mm. you enjoying it. And yeah. instead of letting it torture us for years to come, why not embrace it and, and turn it into a celebration of them and a connection to them because when you are enjoying that food or that wine that they loved so so much you are actually connecting with them yeah I really feel that yeah. massively massively yeah I love that thank you for saying that I think it's a really good reminder for all of it us, is it really you. is okay so okay loads of you asking for happy or sad memories from christmas past um let's do some happy ones okay we've been miserable fucking bitches <laughs> we've literally been like christmas bonanza we're just like <laughs> we're both crying oh my god embarrassing okay yes do you have any prepared christmas bonanza question number one what are some happy or sad memories from christmas's past um yeah my mind goes directly to a, an abysmal, an abysmal, <laughs> horrible Christmas memory. So I'm going to take a minute and try to think of a good one. <laughs> well, tell us, wait, is it like traumatizing? No, no. It's okay, just, okay. Well, I mean, I have so much to say about my fam my, my childhood Christmases. <laughs> they were just absolute magic in every way. I could talk about them for days and I'm sure you could too, but one really not so great Christmas was my family all went out to eat Christmas dinner at a place in Malibu called Coogies mm -hmm. that's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. We lived right on top of Mulholland, which is like the, the road at the very top of the mountain range that's, that's just above Malibu for everybody who's not from California. And so we would drive down into Malibu. It took about 20 minutes and and so we had Christmas Eve dinner there and we all went home and everyone got food poisoning. <laughs> no! Except for me. I didn't. I don't know why. I have a stomach of steel. But everybody else, my brother, my sister, my mom, my stepdad, everyone got food poisoning and our whole Christmas was ruined. Oh no. Everyone woke up at like 2 a.m. and was just deathly ill for like two days. It was horrible can you imagine how many people's christmases were ruined by that fucking restaurant? i know i know right yeah but if you think about it it's kind of similar to what's happening this year with damn covid so it's not that far off 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. um i know a lot of people who will not be with their families this christmas i know um okay so anything for you i honestly can't remember obviously other than last christmas which was a complete like total wash head fuck like yeah. completely bizarre um 
I've said a million times I felt like I was shrooming because every my the grief has such a physical effect on you that yeah. like all of the lights were like woo, woo, woo. so when I would go on my walks and all the Christmas lights were everywhere I was just like hey what's happening oh my God. <laughs> 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 and like um when um like I would hear Christmas music it sounded like demented wow. because it was so such a polar opposite feeling it was like holly jolly happiness and the way I was feeling inside was so bleak that it sounded like you know in like horror movies when they put like funhouse music yes. in the background it like had that effect on me where I was just like ah, ah. <laughs> I was like hallucinating the oh. whole thing was so bizarre to be feeling so terrible while during this period that's meant to be so joyful was just like a massive head fuck but yeah I, I have really been lucky and I haven't had like any terrible Christmases like that but I would say probably two of two Christmas memories are like very interesting to me is one there was this one Christmas we came downstairs in the morning and my mom had bought us like so many presents it was like obscene <laughs> and they were it, it was like obscene it was awful but great and I think also it looked like that because everyone was coming to ours for Christmas right. so everyone's gifts were under the tree but I walked down and I was just like <laughs> fucking hell like and the paper was Christmas it was hot pink Christmas Disney princesses <gasps> so I was just like my mind was just like wow incredible how um, old were you 25 so no <laughs> I, was, um, I must have been really young like maybe like six or something mm. um so that's a really good memory wow. and then the other really good memory I have of Christmas is like probably the best Christmas of my life was actually a Christmas that Ryan and I spent together because I couldn't come home and we just had like we went to Chicago and we just had the most I don't know what was why it was so magical but just it felt like magic it was around every corner everything we did was just joyful and happy and perfect I'd never been in the Midwest and had Christmas before so I was just like it was all new to me and I remember the Christmas before that he flew me out like when we had just started dating he's like my Christmas present to you is I want to fly you out to Chicago and come and spend New Year's with me and I remember we went into the into the city on the train after I got in and I had a hot chocolate in my hand which we'd got because I was like not prepared for that level of cold I'd never been in Chicago oh my before God, yes. for anyone that hasn't experienced it it's like <laughs> Painful. Cold isn't even the word for it. It co- it's not. It's not cold. It's more than cold. And I remember stepping out of the cafe with my hot chocolate in my hand and looking up at all of the old Chicago buildings, and snow was just coming down. Mm. And I just I felt like so in love, and I felt so happy. And Chicago goes all out for Christmas. They decorate every lamppost, every flower bed, every like they do it so amazingly. Mm. And I just felt like this isn't real. Like this can't be real. And I just felt so happy. And like I remember just looking at Ryan and just being like, "You are my like prince charming." Like I've just mm. never felt like this before. And the snow is coming down, and it was just I'll just never forget that mm. moment of looking up and and just yeah, it was just big snowflakes, you know, like yeah, it was just beautiful. Aren't those moments think- in life so? priceless and and precious Mm -hmm. those moments where Mm -hmm. everything just clicks in 
and mm-hmm. you are so one with the universe swirling yeah. around you. Mm-hmm. Those are such gifts in life, and they don't have to be, again, they don't have to be huge life-changing events. It could be the smallest thing. Mm-hmm. But you'll yeah. always remember that. What a gift. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that feeling. Ever. I can, like, it's one of those memories that you have, and you're, and it's like, you can relive it again and again, like, almost in real time, because it just feels so... Yeah. Like, yeah. Real. Perfect. Yeah. I had one of those yesterday. Yeah, I did. Will and I went, we had a date day and we went to a place that we love called Tatton Park. It's a huge mansion mm-hmm. on a lot of mm-hmm. land. And we spent the day there. We went to the little farm store and we were leaving and it was so foggy yesterday. You couldn't see 20 feet in front of you. And love we were that. driving back through the parkland. And the fog was so thick and it was almost dark because it gets dark at like four here in England right now, as you know. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere came this herd of about a hundred deer, males with their big antlers, tons of females, all around the car. And we stopped the car and we got out and we must have stood for 20 minutes in silence while they grazed all around us Mm. in this thick fog. And it was such magic. And Mm. I just kept saying, thank you, thank you, thank you for this. It's Mm. something you'll remember always. And that's beautiful. Wow. What is your Christmas day plan? Like at, at at the family home, like how does it, what's the rundown, do you know? Yes, well, all I know is that it's completely opposite to what I grew up with, which was, I think I've mentioned before. Christmas Eve is big. Christmas Eve is big for me, and then Christmas Day is also big, but Christmas Eve is really special. And here in England, you guys go to a pub on Christmas Eve. Uh, Mm. And And church. And church, that's right. Church (laughs) before, and then you go get drunk. And so I'm just up for the adventure this year. I'm yeah. I'm going along with what everybody's doing. I'm just not going to say anything. I just want to be a part of the experience and Aww, and along so nice. along for the ride and not have to do it the way that I'm used to and the traditions that yeah. my family has, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's so nice that you feel that way. I love that. I'm excited. Um, what will yours be? Good. We do, my mom is like so rigid at Christmas, it's like mental, like it has to be, it's like not Christmas unless it's like the way she does it, but we wake up, we do kids stockings, but there's no kids anymore, so, yeah. but this year I went and got stocking stuff for everyone, so everyone's going to have a stocking. Amazing, that's great. So Santa's coming this year and everyone's going to have a stocking, Um, and then we do that then we have some brekkie then we open presents then everyone kind of goes off and does their own thing for a bit and then we'll come back around like three o'clock to yeah um start cooking dinner and then we have like a massive dinner and then we just like lie on the couch and digest and drink wine and probably watch a film great it's the vibe um so as long as none of us get COVID. Yeah. Have no to COVID, be- <laughs> no food poisoning. We'll all be good. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What is the 
your favorite Christmas present that you've ever given someone? Oh, fuck. That is an amazing question. I love that question. Okay, one that stands out in my mind is my mum wanted a scooter, not like a Vespa, <laughs> like a push scooter. This wasn't even that long ago. What? And where we live, I know, Wait, it's really stop. weird. It's really- Wait, you can't just brush past that. What do you mean? Oh, no, she's so weird. My mum's so weird. She thought she was going to go like scooting around the lanes. Like where she'd have to put her leg down and yeah, scoot like a herself. Push scooter. Yeah, like a push scooter. And around here it's like bumpy and muddy and all this stuff. Like you can't just have like a regular scooter, like a razor with small wheels. So I had to get her this like big wheeled off-roading scooter. <gasps> no. And I thought, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. Wheeled it in like a kid, like, you know, when kids get like a bike and you like wrap yes. it in the shape of the thing. So I like wrapped it in the shape that it was and wheeled it in. <laughs> That bitch didn't even use that scooter one fucking time. Are you serious? But, <laughs> but I felt really good about the fact that, like, I got her this gift that, she, that she'd wanted one since she was a kid. Aww. And her parents never would get her Aww. one. So I, I kind of knew she was never going to use it. But it was I more than like that. I was closing a yeah. loop. I felt like I was closing a loop of something that she'd, like, always wanted but never got. So yeah. that probably stands out most in my mind. Oh, that's so great. You know how that... Oh, that freaking house cleaning book. What's it called? The Spiritual Art of Cleaning Up or whatever. Talks about how objects sometimes, well, all the time, objects serve a purpose. And sometimes Mm -hmm. she'll talk about clothes and she says, don't feel bad if you're throwing something out that you've never worn. Because the purpose of that item of clothing could have been to give you joy when you picked it out in the store. Yeah, and yeah. it's the same with the scooter. She, it's mm-hmm. okay if she never rode it, but it was. You're right, completing this circle for her, and yeah, if it totally. fu- it fulfilled her. Yeah, massively. No. Yeah. Um. So that's my one. How about you? I love that. I think my favorite thing I ever got someone was for my mom. I got her this book that my grandfather, her dad read while he was away serving in world war ii for three years in his Mm -hmm. letters he talks about this book he's reading and how good it is and he wants my grandma to read it if she gets a chance and so i researched research dug 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 i found a first edition of this book oh my god and i got it and i put inside um a photocopy of his letter where he had talked about this book with pictures of my grandparents inside the book for her and I gave it to her and my sister and brother and I always have a competition to see who can make my mom cry with their Christmas present (laughs) (laughs) and I definitely won that year I usually win every year I'm pretty good at that but that one meant a lot to me it was really special (laughs) that's so lovely I love that I love that let's do one more from our listeners okay what are you looking forward to in 2022? Ooh. What am I looking forward to in 2022? I'm looking forward to working as an actress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> looking forward to being on set again. What are you looking forward to in 2022? I'm looking forward to the date February the 11th because that is the date that... I set myself a year ago 
that I was going to look at my life, look at my grief, look at my process and start reclaiming my narrative and ask myself basically am I ready to move forward because in those days when I didn't know how to get from one minute to the next the thought of the future was so terrifying so my therapist Jeff said to me I want you to pick a date in the future not too far off not too close that you are gonna check in with yourself and ask yourself if you're ready to think about the future and what you want next Mm. And I picked February the 11th. So I'm looking forward to that date and seeing how I feel and what comes up for me on that date. How exciting. Are you, do you know something yeah. special you're going to do? Is there somewhere you'd like to be to do that work? I don't know yet. I don't know. I think that will just kind of unfold as it, yeah. as I go. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to spend the day reflecting and you know figuring figuring it out or making sense of what I already have kind of figured out or organizing what I've already figured out into some kind of semblance of like I'll never be the same but maybe how I used to be able to think about life and planning in Mm -hmm. the future and you know all of that stuff so that's really exciting does February 11th have a significance no it just popped into my head yeah um I might just go, I need another year. I'm not ready to think about the future. I don't know. I don't yeah. know how I'm going to feel on that day, but, but we'll be see. perfectly fine if that happens. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that technique really took a massive load off of my mind and like weight off my shoulders. Just being like, that's the day until then. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I love that. I'd like um, to try that for a few things in my life. Uh, <laughs> it really works. It re- yeah. has really, really worked. And I, it's important that you let other people know as well so that they can kind of like respect it a little bit Mm -hmm. and work with you on it yeah um i think for 2022 i am looking forward to uh redesigning my structure of how i'm living my life to okay to fit what works for me instead of catering to other people with how I spend my time with days that I allow myself to rest pretty much everything Mm -hmm. we've been discussing this year on the pod deepening it asking for what I know I'm worth essential I want to give that one a round of applause (laughs) (laughs) basically just living my best life yes queen got it queen and having fun yeah having a fucking good time that is a big one for me is joy 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 i want to travel that is the only real thing yeah. i know that i want to do is travel of course during the fucking global pandemic finally i'm like i want to travel i know <laughs> i want to focus on my projects my my word for this new year is completion so i oh. want to complete cycles complete projects and not just let things linger forever like we have the tendency to do don't we you know who you are, everybody. We're all guilty of that. We really do. Listeners, we would love for you to have a little think about what you're most looking forward to in 2022. It's worth yeah. a little think. Um, should we move on to our Christmas quiz questions? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, I've got one for you. I know you're going to quiz me too, which I'm terrified. I am going to quiz I'm, you. I'm going to kick your ass. fucking <laughs> terrible at quizzes and you couldn't just let me have this. You couldn't just no. let me have this. You had to bring me You've into You've been it. sitting over there all noble, reading me out the things, it, delighting in me getting I've them wrong. I've got the answers well, you know here. What? It's not like I know the answers myself. I'm looking them up too. I know, but you're still loving having me in the hot seat. So guess what? You're in the hot seat too. Let's go. Okay, well, I'm asking the first question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go. Go. You should know this one, okay? Okay, wait, wait, wait. At the top, we have to... It's going to be a competition. We're going to ask each other the same number of questions. And then whoever wins... Let's make a bet right now. So the winner... Or what does the loser have to do? I don't know. Don't be so American. Why does it have to be a competition? <laughs> Fucking hell. The loser has to treat the other one to in and out when we are both in California. Okay, yeah. In and out. Wait, there's one that I like more than that. But you can have in oh, and okay. out. And I'll have... Um, fuck, what's the one that I really like? Oh, Chick-fil-A. Ew, you freak. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, All right. Okay, first question, and we're going to do three each. Okay. Okay. And then we're going to enter the lightning round. No, we're not having the lightning round. Oh, what if what if there's a draw? <laughs> Fucking hell. Or we just buy each other. The, the draw is that we just buy each other the, the food. Okay. What <laughs> gift did Harry Potter receive from the Dursleys during his first Christmas at Hogwarts? Uh, a knitted sweater, duh. A 50 pence piece. Shit! No! You just read this book, you dingleberry. Okay, your turn. You're going to absolutely spank me. Go on. It took me a year and a half to get through them. I wouldn't say I just read the first one. That was like two years ago. took me so long to read the Harry Potters. Okay. Here is my question. Okay. How many ghosts show up in A Christmas Carol? Isn't it? This is a trick question, isn't it? No, because it's, it's like not. the gro- the ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas right. present, and the ghost of the future. But right. then there's those two bank ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> bank, bank ghosts. What the fuck? And they've got the chains, and they're like the Are you sure two of brothers them? or whatever. The Marley Brothers, what the fuck story are you watching? What's your answer? How many ghosts show up in A Christmas Carol? Four. (gasps) You got it, you bitch. I hate you. It's not the Marley Brothers, it's just Jacob Marley. And yes, he has chains. The Marley Brothers, because he's all... Why are their brothers? I was a Christmas, um, Muppets Christmas Carol. That's the only one I've seen. Maybe they were brothers in the the Christmas Carol. Bank ghosts. Oh my God. Okay, what's next? (laughs) Damn it. Um, So far, Annabelle's winning by one. This is a a good one. Which popular holiday plant is known to be an aphrodisiac? Oh, shit. What? An aphrodisiac? What's a holiday plant that you can... Oh, fucking mistletoe! <gasps> Yay! Yes! <laughs> I was thinking something you eat. 
No, I know. I immediately, I immediately would have thought that too. Okay. Yes. It's one all. Yes. Next question from okay, you. Okay, we're tied. We're tied. We're tied. Okay. Your next question is, in the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, what happened every time a bell rang? Oh, God. Oh. Um... <laughs> Is it like he like gets like transported to another place? He's like a ghost and he gets like moved to like he's like ding! he's like in another room or like in another place. Like, <laughs> 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 Fuck! What is it? Somebody dies in the every movie, time. It's a wonderful life. What happens every time a bell rings? So the ghost doesn't just get like transported into another place every time. Is there a ghost? <laughs> Kind of. What happens? Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Okay, so someone dies. No, Annabelle. Oh, how does an angel get his wings then? Listen. You don't know that bit, okay. Okay, moving on. Not everything's about death at the holidays, okay? (laughs) That that movie was so sad. I found it so sad. Oh my and my mum used to make us watch it every year. I was like, why are you doing this to us? It's not sad. Well, I understand what you mean. But it's a happy ending. I don't know, but it's too much sadness before. It's your problem. <laughs> All right, we're even. I've lost a round. You've lost a round. Okay, this is, this this is, is a good the one. deal breaker. Fuck, I literally don't have a read on whether you're going to know this or not. Oh, man. What? popular christmas song was actually written for thanksgiving oh i hate you i know i would never have guessed it even myself oh great what popular christmas song was actually written for thanksgiving uh oh god um don't tell me i'll be home for no no forget i said that no that's not your answer uh um Ode to Joy. Wait, no, that's a Beethoven song. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it. You've got one more. Come on, use your noggin. Think about popular ones. Okay, 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 okay. Um, Not fucking Beethoven. um, White Christmas. No, what? what? No, bitch. (laughs) No. Please, no. What is it? What is it? Jingle bells. What? Yeah, no, because think about it. It doesn't really talk about Christmas. It talks about the season. Oh. Makes a lot of sense. Love that you said oh. every single one that was like the most Christmas. <laughs> 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 Fucking jingle bells. Oh, that's funny. Damn it. Okay, is this my last question now? Yes. God, I've got to get this right to win my Chick-fil-A. Which country started the tradition of putting up a Christmas tree? I'm not going to let you ask me this. I'm going to do the right thing. I asked you this, so I already know the answer. But then it's a different answer because I never remembered this. (laughs) That doesn't mean it didn't happen, babe. You got to ask me a different question. (laughs) What is it then, if you're so smart? Well, I've got the answer right here. Well, I feel like it was different. 
Okay, Jesus. What was Frosty the Snowman's nose made out of? <laughs> what is your arm doing that? What are you? She's doing a little jig. Are you trying to recall the lyrics? Why don't you sing them out loud for everyone? Call. Yes! No! <laughs> no, with a button eye. No, with a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. <laughs> coal? Clay. Clay. What? <laughs> what was Frosty the Snowman's nose made out of, you crazy with person? With a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. You keep saying it! <laughs> What is it then? You just said it. It's button. Yes, you said so, coal though. Yeah, but because I was getting confused with the eyes, the two eyes made out of coal and the button. That was your first answer, you guys. Okay. She definitely got it wrong, and now she's trying to pretend like she got no. it right. <laughs> it's a draw. She's a Christmas cheat. Okay, it's a draw. So now what has to happen is we're both going to go to Chick-fil-A and we're both going to go to In-N-Out Burger and you'll pay for Chick-fil-A and I'll pay for In-N-Out Burger. I love that instead of asking more questions, you're just ready to just treat each other. <laughs> All right. That's pretty funny. I love it. <laughs> All right, miss. Well, you have a good Christmas. Happy Christmas, Annabelle. What a Merry year it's Christmas. been. Thank Merry you Christmas. for being my partner in crime this beautiful, painfully brilliant year. Yeah, We've accomplished really a held lot. On. <laughs> really held on. You really talk a lot. <laughs> you really know how to talk a lot. That's all I have to say about it. So do you, bitch. Yeah. Um, so yeah it's been a great year thanks everybody for tuning in every week it's been so fun we love it we you guys keep us honest um it's our (laughs) privilege to bring you the most up-to-date factual news available to that's right the planet um next week and the most expert (laughs) amateur advice on every topic that we uh, have no business talking about armchair um psychoanalysis um, next week we're not gonna have a episode we're gonna take a break we hope that you will understand that we've recorded every week for over a year and we just need a little break so. yes um, and so you take Merry a break Christmas. too and then yeah exactly don't fucking go and find somebody else's podcast that you like more though you better come back to yeah them. don't cheat on us <laughs> no cheating um, but if you do want some recommendations of other podcasts to listen to I would no. suggest. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just go outside. Go for a walk. We'll see you after the new year. We will reconvene. Okay. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, Annabelle. I hope all your Christmas wishes come true. And I love you very much. Merry Christmas. Goodbye. Merry Christmas. Love you. Love you. Yeah.